All right, welcome to another episode of The Coiling Solution, where we look to power you with awareness and actionable insights. And, you know, on this episode, we're going to talk about a four-day week. Now, many of you will lovingly enjoy this. If you're an employee, you say, well, absolutely. I've been waiting for this forever. What's taking folks so long to bring it to life? If you're a manager or leader, you may say, I'm not sure about it. But I want you to consider something. In June, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinta Ardern suggested businesses could shift to a four-day work week to help boost domestic tourism. Now, you think about compressed work weeks and boost. You usually think about, well, there's got to be some tension there. How can that be true? And so while this thing seems strange to some, the concept of working less, and in her words, boosting more, is anything but New Zealand. Take a listen to her comments. Our message here today is New Zealand has had a thriving tourism industry before and we will again, it's just the support we give one another through that pathway before we can get back to um, that level of um, normality. Some of the ideas being bounced around, thanks Grant, some of the ideas being bounced around is just how can we support New Zealanders to um, make the most of travelling around the country and some have been saying, well if they had a bit more flexibility in terms of their travel and their leave they might be able to do that. Um, I hear lots of people suggesting we should have a four-day week. Um, Ultimately, that really sits between employers and employees. But as I've said, there's lots of things we've learned about COVID and just that flexibility of um, people working from home, the productivity that can be driven out of that, uh, really encourage people to think about if they're um, an employer and in a position to do so, to think about whether or not um, that is something that would work for their workplace because it certainly would help um, tourism all around the country. Now, behind those comments is the fact that one New Zealand company that adopted a four-day working week in 2018 found it improved workers' well-being while boosting productivity. And we have the pleasure of having the founder of that company with us, Mr. Andrew Barnes. Andrew, welcome to The Coiling Solution. Thanks, James. It's great to be here. Thank you for being here. Now, let me properly introduce Andrew. Andrew is an innovator, entrepreneur, and philanthropist who's made his career of market-changing innovation and industry digitization. Most recently in New Zealand, Andrew triggered a revolution of the entire fiduciary and legal services industries and the transformation he has led as the founder of Perpetual Garden has positive implications both locally and globally, as evidenced by the announcement of the four-day week, which made headlines around the world. The result has seen him establish four day week global and the four day week global foundation with his partner, Charlotte Lockhart, excuse me, Charlotte Lockhart. Their vision for this is to provide a community environment for companies, researchers, academics and interested parties to be able to connect and advance this idea as part of the future of work. Through this work, he is on the advisory boards of both the U.S. and Ireland four-day work week, excuse me, four-day week campaigns and the board of the newly created Wellbeing Research Center at Oxford University. So again, Andrew, welcome to the CoreLink Solution. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, not too bad. I mean, you know, I've just managed to learn how to hotwire a car. I'm feeling really That's fabulous. great. You know, you, 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 you lead right into my first question. I usually ask people, you know, tell people something that they typically don't know about you. So, <laughs> Well, I can hotwire a car. <laughs> Newly acquired skill. Newly acquired skill. <laughs> so, so, give, so give folks some background. How did you uh, lean into acquiring this skill? <laughs> well, I have got a, I have got a, a 19... 
51 Bentley, which is designed to look like a 1930s Bentley, and so it's doubly inefficient. Um, and the only way that it, I could get it to move yesterday was when I took it out on a drive, if I slammed the door very mm. hard, continually, possibly yeah. for 10 minutes, I could start the car. So I've been... Uh, I've been working out how to how to bypass everything, <laughs> and I've just successfully managed to hotwire my first car. Right? There you go. You, you yeah, listen. Do you, you have you have children? Uh, I, I do. It's a skill I shall be passing on to them, so I won't need to buy them cars. There you the go. They're gonna be and they're gonna be so proud when they hear this. <laughs> You've now you've now you've now crept back into cool, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So listen, you know the 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 four day work week concept. I mean, it's not a brand new concept, right? Mm-hmm. I think people have tried things over the year, flexible work arrangements and whatnot. But I think what is new is the magnitude in which you've done it for an entire company. Is that fair? Yeah, I think, look, I think it's fair. I think the two different things that have occurred is is that before, when people talked about work-life balance, they talked four-day week mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's what this was about. It was about improving work-life balance. Now, I approached this from entirely different perspective, and that was that I'd read this article about British productivity and how bad it was. And specifically, that surveys indicated that people were productive for about two and a half hours a day. And I thought, why was that happening? Is that because of interruptions, inefficiency, a whole raft of different things? So I thought if I had sent my staff and say, look, guys, if, if you can find out a way to do your job in four days rather than five, find out those hacks. I'll pay you for five because, hey, that's what I'm paying you for output, not the amount of time you spend here. Would that work? And that really was the the genesis of of the idea. Let's have a conversation about productivity, not a conversation about work-life balance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, got it. Got it. So you went around the output, and I like the challenge, right, because you get someone to think about, okay, wait a minute. Let me make sure I get this straight. So I still get the 40 hours of pay. But I can do 32 so long as you get the output. That's right. That's awesome. So we call it the 180-100 rule, 100% pay, 80% time, provided we get 100% of productivity. Right. And so what we've done is we've made time the limited resource, and therefore people work out how to be efficient. Whereas on a lot of occasions before, if you talk about four-day week, people think job losses. We're not talking about that. Right. We want to have a rebalanced life. Absolutely. And now, so one of the things I know that uh, both the prime minister talked about and you talk about in your case study, which is a very well done case study, by the way, um, is this idea that beyond the productivity and leading to maybe leading to the productivity, better stated, is this idea of tremendous amount of wellness benefits. Can you talk about that a little bit? Some of the benefits you sound. Sure. Yeah. Along well, the way? One, of, one of the big things that we have in, in the Western world, and I don't care which country you're in. Broadly, between one in four and one in five of your workforce at any point in time have a stress or mental health issue. Mm -hmm. Now, by definition, they are not being productive because they have a stress or mental health issue. You know, they they might struggle to do five days. What happens if you say to those people, right, how work two days, take a day off, work two days? Will you get better output? The answer is yes. One of the other interesting things, and we've seen it in our own company, is our sick days have halved Mm. in two years because suddenly – 
one, people are not falling as ill. I think also there's a little group of people who are not taking those sicky days that they would take off to go and do another chore or another task pretend they were ill but but nevertheless you in general terms that's what we're seeing we're seeing an improvement right the way across the board now for me this is stopping ambulance chasing at the bottom of the hill yes Mm -hmm. we're all spelling billions on dealing with issues around mental health uh, stress illness in general terms the uk loses 50 million person days a year as a consequence of that did you say 58 million 15 15 million. 15 million. 15 million. 15 now, million. in the US, if you translated through, 58 million would probably be the number for the United States. On a scaling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a scaling basis. Now, that's lost productivity. That's also inefficiency because you can't right. predict when the person's going to be off. So, you know, there's a strong health argument. Yes. But flip it back to the company. There's a strong business argument to say that actually this makes sense. Yeah, no, that's good. And, you know, one of the things I thought that was so well done, uh, I think it was either in the, the case study or a related article that you were a part of, was a chart that was produced that showed uh, productivity relative to GDP. And mm-hmm. there is no correlation whatsoever. So in other words, on the productivity, I, th- I think the chart was productivity per person, average hours per year, right? So if, so if you normally work a 40-hour, for those listening, you think about a normal 40-hour work week, 2,080 hours a year, and they ran those averages uh, across all, I guess it was probably 15 to 20 countries on that chart, relative mm-hmm. to GDP, no correlation whatsoever. No, that's right. Yeah, That's exactly right. Yeah. And actually, what we've got, and it's very much a, you know, it's a disease that we have in, in the U.S. probably more than anywhere else in the world, that this theory is that working longer equals working harder and it generates more output. <clears throat> not helped by people like Elon Musk, for right. example. You don't change the world if you're not working 100 hours. Well, actually, that's good if you're Elon Musk because you own a company that's worth the same as all the other car companies of the world put together. But your average worker in that business doesn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a different conversation that we're having. And I... I think the, the, what we've seen, and it's consistent across the world, that when you bring in things like a four-day week, you change that balance, productivity goes up. You get better output from people. Uh, you know, it's not hard. If Absolutely. you're healthy, you're rested, you're enthusiastic, you're engaged, you're going to get more or less productivity from someone. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to take an edit right here. Um, before I ask the next question, are you able to maybe clip your microphone somewhere? I can I can hear it rubbing against your shirt. I'll try that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Perfect. And okay. All right. So next question. Um, let me see. Uh, Talked about the study. Okay. Great. All right. So 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 once you did your study for perpetual garden and you then started to do more case studies. What are some of the findings that you found, particularly as you think about the implementation process for these, you know, these compressed work weeks and companies? Well, I, I think the first thing is we discovered that the more you think about it as a business, the more you plan it, the more you try and work out how you would implement it. Frankly, the, the harder it is. The trick for mm. most companies is actually to empower their staff to come up with the structure and solution. You give the challenge to the people who know your business better than anything else. And also, more to the point, 
they know what they're doing that's not that productive. So if you give them the challenge and you run it through a trial period, you will actually get very good results. And we're seeing that strategy is pretty consistent, you know, across the board. Okay. We're seeing also, um, you know, companies recognizing that what this does is address resilience. Now, that's a big issue in uh, the post-COVID world. You know, we found, uh, and I'll put this in the broader New Zealand context, so out of a workforce of 2.6 million people, all bar about 200,000 people were being paid by the government, either on benefits, wage support, or directly worked for the government, and Mm. that was because business turnover had dropped. We had two record months because we were already capable of understanding how people could cover each other, important when you're working from home. We had that resilience. We understood productivity. We understood output. So once companies recognize that, they realize that, you know, the four-day week is is a very sensible business solution. Yeah, that's a great point. Didn't even think about that part of it because it it naturally happens as a byproduct of implementing it, that uh, resilience, which we know in Often in many companies, we think we have that resilience plan together and then a disaster hits and the plan hasn't been properly stress tested. And it's, well, it's James, you're, I mean, you're right. I mean, you think about what we do. We all have business continuity plans. Absolutely. What, does that, what does that mean? That means we all go and check whether that data center over there can back up that data. Absolutely. Center. The, What's the bit we never check? Our people. Yeah, that's exactly right. Never check that. You yeah. know, our systems flicked over. Well, we're good. Yeah. You know, we've had a re- we've had to do a, a a really drastic business continuity plan, and actually, most companies did that with literally no testing of whether their people could operate remotely for long periods. They mm. just had to switch. People found a way to do it. Yeah. Not the companies. Yeah. So, so far, how many case studies have you performed? Well, in terms of direct involvement, we would be probably, you know, 60, 70. In terms of companies that we know of that have adopted the four-day week and we are in touch with them, we understand what's happening. We're in the thousands there. This is is a movement that switched from, you know, two years ago, I was a lunatic. Um, (laughs) Probably still am a lunatic. I'm on the fringe. But now, you know, more and more companies are are begging, you know, asking the question, especially post-COVID. Actually, we need to look at this properly. And I think the one that that also in America that really has moved the dial was the Microsoft trial in Japan, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, well publicized uh, 39.9% improvement in productivity of three simple things in a four-day week. Amazing. Amazing. That's a lot of movement in two years. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I, when I did this, uh, I I had this little academic idea. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, God, I'm going to try it in my company. Yeah. And my board thought I was mad and my leadership team thought I was mad. And and we thought, well, it will get a little headline in the local paper. Right. And uh, here we are two years later, the, you know, we're in 85, 86 countries have run the story, global audience of about four and a half billion. There are companies all over the world that's doing it. Governments are engaging now, um, obviously the New Zealand government, Irish, 
uh, the Australians. Um, the, there's a local authority in Canada that's looking to do it. I'm actually speaking to a council in a major city council in America in a couple of weeks. You know, people are starting to look at this and saying, actually, is this a, a solution that we can uh, that we can turn to yeah. that is a different model? And, and why not, frankly? Yeah. I'm curious, what was uh, Oxford's interest in, in bringing you in to help them uh, get more involved with this? Uh, well, researchers uh, have, are falling over themselves to get involved in this <laughs> thing because there's an awful lot of things. There's productivity, obviously. There are issues around health and well-being. Uh, there are leadership studies. So we we came across uh, a couple of leading researchers based out of LSE and Oxford, mm-hmm. and we said, "Well, here is our here's our results." Uniquely, we'd brought in researchers from the get go. So we brought in researchers from Auckland University and Auckland University of Technology, and that plugged us into the research network. Now, mm-hmm. what I want to do is I want to encourage more research. Because if I'm going to get, God forbid, the President of the United States to decide that actually a four-day week is a rational strategy, I need to be able to prove it. Sure. I need research that isn't just one man sitting in the corner saying this is a great idea, Mm -hmm. but but there is clear, rigorous academic study, uh, and this is why we're working with Oxford. We're also, interestingly, working with researchers in Harvard, um, Stanford, um, and other universities um, and bringing together, you know, this cohort of research around the world. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. So, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm sure is in there and, and maybe you haven't spent a lot of time on this data set yet, but it's inherent in the productivity is the uh, employee, employee engagement data, which forever has been a challenge, right? At about one third of, of folks engage and then the remaining mm-hmm. two thirds usually divide be, divided between you know, the Gallup data, which I usually look at is, you know, non-engaged and disengaged, right? Between those people who are, to your point, two and a half hours a day, they're working. The the other several hours is, you know, Candy Crush, Facebook and social media. And then the disengaged described as people who are actively working against your initiatives and strategy. Are you are you able to speak at all to any of that, that data set? Yeah. Um, one of the things, so what we did is we, uh, we brought in... Uh, uh, Associate Professor Jared Ha from uh, Auckland University of Technology. And what we did when we ran our trial, and when we keep coming back to this, we ran a series of qualitative and quantitative research around employee engagement. Um, and what we found is that the scores that are uh, empowerment, enrichment, engagement, enthusiasm, resilience went up 40%, mm. 40%. They went up to the levels which was so high that the researchers said they'd never seen levels that high in New Zealand. Wow. And, and the part of this is, a, is, is we're playing two things here. So one is, is we're asking you how you would do your job better, and we are rewarding you with something that money can't buy, which is, is time. Time. Now, the other side of that, and, and this comes back to my, my days in the military in the dim and distant past, nobody goes over the top for a, a flag or a mission statement. I mean, you know, we spend all our time in businesses. Let's put a mission statement up. Nobody cares. You go over the top for the person on your left 
and the person on your right. Mm. Mm. And so what we've done with this, and I'll tell you, we've got a, a little a chap who's about my age down in one of our little, our branches in, in the South Island. And he takes two afternoons off a week. You can you can you don't always have to take a day, you can mm-hmm. do half days, reduced stuff. So he takes two afternoons off. He goes home and his granddaughter comes down to see him. And they have an afternoon, two afternoons together, doing grandfather, granddaughter stuff. They have tea together two day, two uh, afternoons. Mm-hmm. Then his daughter comes, picks picks her up, she goes home. He tells the story and he cries. Now, key point, what is that? Is that man going to do everything possible, everything possible to hang on to his four-day week? Absolutely. And remember, I have the power under our model to say, guys, if you don't deliver me the productivity, that was your bit of the deal. Right. Come and work five days. That's my bit of the deal. Right. But equally, if you're his colleague, are you going to look that guy in the eye and say, actually, I was mucking around on Candy Crush this afternoon. We didn't hit our target. <laughs> That's right. I've taken, your, I've taken your afternoon with your granddaughter away. That's right. And equally, is he going to let you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so I love there's, it. The psychology in this. This is, about, this is about saying to people, I'm, you know, we're treating you like adults, but, but there's a responsibility to the company to your colleagues, to yourself. Absolutely. And there's so much in there, um, Andrew, too. And one, the, the, the point there extends to when you think of yourself as a leader and what we always do, you know, as leaders, we want growth and we want transformational growth and we want to sustain and we want this loyalty from employees. And we're always trying to figure out how to get this loyalty. That you just explained in that story gives you a, a different type of loyalty that you could never pay for, right? We saw the what's important to employees begin to shift, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago from salary and benefits to other things that are, you know, have more are, are more intangible, if you will. That story you just explained recaps it so well. The company that liberates him in that way, right, has a different place in that person's head and, and heart. Uh, and they want to stay there because that, I think, will become a, if he ever wanted to leave, let me say it a different way. The company he wants to go to has to have that same setup and give him that same you know, ability. James, you're absolutely right. And I think this is, you know, it, it slightly changed post-COVID because, you know, we were all at full employment pre. Now, if you want to attract the best and brightest talent and you want to retain it, then actually this is an employee benefit that is like no other and you don't have to pay for it because it comes with higher productivity attached. Right. I mean, I always say, you know, if, if you're a, a software engineer in, in Japan, do you want to work for Microsoft that will let you do a four-day week right. or do you want to go to a competitor? I remember Japan has a, has a word for dying in the office. Yeah. You know, <laughs> specific word. A specific so, word. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you know, this is the this is a, the difference that you, you're making here, yeah. and you're saying to people, you know, we are we are approaching this, mm-hmm. treating you as an adult. Right. We are we have respect. We're borrowing you from your lives to to help us make money. Part of that is I'm going to give you something back, and once you have the conversation on that level, it really does change the dynamic of leadership. Yeah. And frankly. What happens very quickly, your leadership team, who are often when you introduce these things, 
uh, are all a bit skeptical. Mm -hmm. They suddenly get it as well. They get that actually they make better decisions when they're not tired, when they're not stressed. And, and, And the whole... The whole structure flows from top to bottom in an organization. Yeah. Um, and we are we are able now to attract, we, you know, in the 130 years of the trust industry, we're a trust company. Yeah. Nobody has ever described us until two years ago as cool. And an Indian uh, software magazine described us as uber cool. We make solicitors look exciting. Yeah. That's hard we to do. We are so dull, it's not true. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> we are frighteningly dull. You do not wake up in the morning and go, you know, I want to work for a trust company. Right. If you do, you need medical help. But but actually now we have got – we are able to attract, retain. We have queues of people wanting to work for the mm-hmm. company, not because of what we do, but because of how we approach what we do and what our philosophy is as a business and your biggest threat as a leader is your biggest competitor does this first Mm, mm, mm. good words good 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 words i want to wrap up right there i I think those are great words to wrap up on your biggest threat is that your competitor does it first give one more point of advice uh, andrew as we wrap up in terms of what you've seen in terms of mucking it up and implementing it what not to do what you've seen leaders foul up in implementing it well very simply um think that you can come up with the answer to all the questions before you start you're a leader so of course you should be able to decide how you're going to implement it what works what shouldn't work don't overthink it yeah this is a challenge you have to give to your staff because they recognize what it is they're not doing right they recognize the things that they shouldn't be doing and they recognize how to do things better. If you give the challenge to the staff, they own it. They own it, they've bought into it, they'll deliver it. But if you tell them, nine times out of ten, you get it wrong. And we've seen that again consistently around the world. That where companies fail at the implementation of the four-day week, it's because they didn't have the courage to step back and let the employees deal with it. That's good. That's good. Hey, CoreLink Solution audience, you heard it first right here from Andrew Barnes. I usually summarize for you. I'm not going to do that because he did it so well. That's our take. We always love to hear your take, and you can do so in the comments section on wherever you're listening on your uh, preferred uh, service where you're listening, or if you're watching it on YouTube, please leave us comments there, and we'll get back to you. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. As always, be informed, be empowered, be accountable. See you next episode.